0: Hello and welcome to Don't Get Your Hopes Up, a brand new podcast by me, Lydia, and Bailey where we talk about whatever we want, emulate the podcast that we're interested in, and bring you entertainment in the time of the coronavirus. This week we'll be answering questions from our listeners and giving you dubious advice while also bringing you the news from Animal Crossing and Leo.
1: You may or may not be familiar with the podcast, Dear Hank and John, a comedy podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you dubious advice, and bring you niche news. Um, and this is our homage to that rather than
0: a parody. Yeah, so what Hank and John do and what we're shamelessly ripping them off on are unique segments during different points of the podcast in between questions that they answer. So I've decided that mine will be the fear of the day because I pride myself on my niche fears. I think they're relatable fears and I think they're fears that people should consider more outside of the normal fears like dying or drowning or heights or whatever. I'm Um, so
1: excited for you to incite more (laughs) fear. I don't think this will remove or give perspective to my other fears. I think it'll just increase my overall fear.
0: What we all need in this current climate is a little bit more fear. So this is a fear that some of you may have heard from me in the past, but I do think it's something we should all be concerned with, and that is carpal tunnel. I don't know if you consider how often that you use your hands every day. Bailey, what do you use your hands for? Everything. Let me tell you. They come with me <laughs> everywhere I go, and as they've been filled with germs lately, I've noticed how I, think I use them. think pretty much anything meaningful I do with my hands, and the idea that if any time I went to use my hands, there would be these, first of all, tendons. Tendons are pretty freaky right? Do we need to talk about the movie? (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie 127 hours? You know that there's just these ropes and cords inside you and they're all that's holding you together and they're all that's powering your movement. So imagine that that's inflamed and then that's inflamed and you can't do anything with your hands without being made aware of the horrible strings that are attaching your muscles to your bones and that could snap at any time. So that's my fear of the day. Bailey, I hear that you have a fun fact for us.
1: I do have a fun fact, which also could incite a fear in you. (laughs) Um, So my fun fact today is that some cats are allergic to people. So your cat may be allergic to you. And this is usually less of a big problem than people being allergic to cats. For one, it's less common, and for two, people typically bathe more often and have less Mm. dander than the average cat.
0: I've met some pretty dandery people,
1: though. That's true. I can think of a few that I won't name publicly, but maybe it's just a reminder we could all be a little more clean. (laughs) You think, no one's going to see me today, just my cat. I don't need a shower. Let me tell you, you're wrong. Your Your cat could be a victim of your dander. Your cat's important, too. And I think it's time for our first question. We we're lucky to have several listeners write us in questions. So our first question comes from Mary. And Mary asks, how do I deal with anxiety about the future when it is uncertain? And she adds a qualifier, not in like a corona way,
0: but in a career way. Wow, Mary. That's kind of a lot. I think we're both a good and bad audience to answer that question. And that we have experience dealing with these same anxieties, but perhaps are not old enough to have dealt with them successfully. I would agree with that. But we'll do our best. I don't know. I really don't like to plan for the future that much, and I think that's one way I deal with the anxiety of it. In my opinion, if if I'm doing my best at any given time, I feel like nobody can criticize me and I can only be proud of myself. Wow. But let's Let's hear from a different perspective. I don't know.
1: I don't know if that follows from not making plans. I guess you're doing well for now. For me, my strategy is that I have to compulsively plan and overthink and overplan everything. But that's stressful when it's something you don't have control over, like your future. For instance, what am I doing after graduation? I don't know. Please don't ask me. But what am I doing 10 years from now? I have the latitude and longitude of my house picked out and the house I want to buy and the strategy is if you get to plan your future far enough away where nothing can get in the way of it happening then that's where you really get your planning energy out and also your dreaming energy out because it can be whatever you want it to be because it's too far away to not be possible unless you die which is my other (laughs) suggestion for Mary is just remember that you will, like all of us, die. That should really limit your anxiety about the future, because whatever happens, you'll have the same end as everyone else, and it probably will be fine. That's once you're dead, whatever you believe from there, it's probably something good. Either eternal sleep or heaven, both great options.
0: So just keep that in mind when you think about what your internship should be next summer. That's Yeah, it. Very. I don't know how helpful that was. I feel like we would need a little bit more details about the direction in which you're feeling that anxiety
1: you also bring up not the future in a corona way but in a career way but let me suggest to you that the coronavirus could limit your (sighs) career options so that you don't have to worry about them because you have none and that could be comforting in a way because you don't have to make different decisions or work super hard because no matter what you have no options.
0: even if you work super hard you can't beat the economy. I, know, I think we could
1: out, <laughs> I, at least personally, I could out anxiety, Mary, on anxiety about the future when it's uncertain, so.
0: But Mary, you sound like a smart gal, so I'm pretty sure in the end you will be okay. Alright, moving on from Mary, I have a question, and that's for Maxime. Maxime. Maxime wants to know, how should I entertain myself with one week left in self-isolation? He says, not including watching TV, Netflix, Hulu, or other video.
1: Maxime, I really like your commitment to naming different streaming services and then giving the qualifier that it's all of them because you don't want to watch videos. And Maxime, let me tell you, as someone who had very few friends during their childhood, I have a lot of experience with entertaining yourself in self-isolation. I think that you need to come up with a list of things to do and then you need to put that list somewhere where you can see it so every time you are just staring blankly at the wall you have an idea of what you could be doing and you can put wall staring on your
0: list because that is personally one of my pastimes. I find it very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. I do agree with the list thing. I found, not that we're in quarantine right now, we're in self-isolation, so we did... We're in social distancing. We're in so, so, social distancing. The, the way
1: I've had it explained to me is self-isolation is if you have the virus, you're alone in a room, you should not be seeing anyone unless you need to go to the hospital, maybe people slip you food under the door. Quarantining is if you think that you were exposed to it in a high-risk environment either by directly dealing with someone who has The virus or by being in a country that's deemed extremely high risk. We are just in social distancing We are currently not six feet apart, but we have only seen each other. So it's a a small
0: limited circle Yeah, Maxime, I like the list idea because ultimately Bailey and I cannot tell you what you will enjoy I understand the boredom with TV. I feel like once you have unlimited time for TV, TV is no longer as interesting as you think it would be. Um, But think about your interests, you know? Do you like to paint? Do you have work that you could be doing? It's nice to feel a little productive even if you're not that good at it. I personally have been making myself a menu of items that I can accomplish each day. And from my menu, I have two responsible things that are hard to do like doing my schoolwork or writing my thesis. I have two responsible things that are easy to do, like showering or cleaning my room. And then I have two fun things that I can do at any point in between. And I find that that creates enough variety. I think that as
1: long as you you think of this time, you can frame it in a better way. And this could be a time to do stuff you never have the time to do or to better yourself instead of just being stuck. This is the mindset that we try to help reframe for prisoners, specifically those, <laughs> specifically those who are in um, a life sentence and who will be in that prison cell for the rest of their life. They need to have meaning in their life. And so, I mean, even just like things you can do with your own body weight, calisthenic exercise oh yeah exercise um you Sounds could like use this idea. time to get a really pop and booty you can come back out and everyone will be like who's that is that maxime he looks different what is it you could have a nice butt
0: yeah wait bailey this is a good i think this is a good metaphor what brings the prisoners hope i think
1: what brings people hope is different in every case but the fact that someone who knows they're gonna spend the rest of their life in one place and doesn't have this you know, hope of getting out in a month or two that we have from our very nice furnished homes instead of a prison cell, the fact that someone could be stuck permanently and still have hope and find things that bring them joy means that you should be able to do the same. All right. Let's Let's head to our next question, which comes from Killian. And this question is, what are the do's and don'ts for long distance relationships? And let me add that one of our podcast hosts, in fact, entered a relationship with a seven-hour time difference? It was long
0: distance from the beginning. Now, we—okay, I have to—we have to go into this. What is the definition of a long-distance relationship? This is
1: something we've struggled with. In my opinion, if you live in a different town than someone, that counts as long distance. If you can't see them as much as you want to because of commuting time— and you could get kind of nitpicky and say, What if you live in the same borough of New York City as someone, but it takes you an hour? If
0: I don't live in the same room as my significant other at all times, is that long distance?
1: Well, let me <laughs> tell you that I have spent many an hour video chatting with a partner who was less than a mile away. <laughs> but let's turn to your tips of wisdom after many long distance experience.
0: Well, after thinking about our conversation, I think I could agree that maybe long distance is more of a mental state than a physical one. We don't want to put a distance limit on long distance. Uh, but let's say that most of your interactions are going to be virtual or digital of some kind. And in that case, let me tell you, Killian, this is the year for you. You are so lucky to live in the year 2020 when we have all the tools at our disposal. There's Skype. That's... That's pretty good. There's Snapchat, there's texting, there's voice calls. Just imagine what it would have been like in the 1800s when all you could do was write letters or telegrams. And you
1: still have that option. Feel free (laughs) to capitalize on
0: the telegram services or more likely snail mail. Alright, so my hot tip number one is to have an activity, some sort of scheduled activity that you are both interested in doing that you can both do from far away. So, for example, when Luke and I dated long distance for a very long time and who is currently in California, so I'm currently dating him long distance, we would always have a movie that we were going to watch via Skype together, and that was sort of the thing that we framed our conversations around. Because it's really nice to be able to Skype or call that person and just talk about your day, but unless you're intentional about it, unless you have a specific or organizational activity around which to frame it, one, it can be really hard to keep it up, and two, it can be really exhausting because you're just staring at that person. You're like, what do I say now? In those times, it's good to have an activity to return to. My number two hot tip, I think it's probably individual to everyone, right? Bailey, I want you to say after this like, Mm -hmm. how your experience has been different, but I really have found a lot of utility in keeping an agenda Because I will think of all these things. I'm like, I want to tell this person something. I saw the funniest thing on the street today. I can't wait to tell them about it. I wish they were here. And then when I go to talk to them or Skype them or whatever, I can't remember what that thing was. I was like, oh my god, I was going to tell you something, but I can't remember what it is. So I'll keep like a running list on my phone. It's like things to tell Luke or things to tell, we'll say, Shmana. Maybe your girlfriend's name is Shmana. Um, Partner. Maybe your partner's name is Shmana. I found that to be really helpful because it sort of keeps you in a dialogue with them even when they're not there. You're like, well, I can't wait to tell them this later, and I will tell them this later.
1: For me, in long distance, I thought the biggest biggest thing that you want to keep in mind is communicating about expectations. So one of you will probably have more time to talk to the other one than the other one has, and that doesn't mean that you don't like each other or you shouldn't date but you wanna be clear about what you're gonna do so one of you is not just waiting around all day for the other one to text them or call them. You can, I I don't, in my experience, I never had an activity we would just talk about stuff, but I guess sometimes we would like eat dinner over Skype or something. We did watch a couple movies that way. I think whatever works for you, but just making sure you're on the same page about how much you're gonna talk, if you're gonna send sexually explicit photos or not (laughs) maybe just be clear on that because maybe some people don't want that
0: yeah Bailey what's our take on sexting or like what any form of digital sexual activity
1: I do not have enough experience with that to give an expert opinion but I think that you just want to be on the same page of what you want to do with that or don't want to do with that let me recommend to you Kissinger which I've recently (laughs)
0: heard about Um, You
1: need to really just Google this. Wait, wait, wait.
0: Tell everybody Google this right now. It's like messenger. It's like the word messenger, but with kiss at the beginning instead of mess. Kissinger.
1: And this is how you can have the exact contours and pressure of your loved one's lips (laughs) brought to you virtually. So, yeah. I'm sure people use it for other things too.
0: I mean, elephant in the room, that is the worst part, is that you can't be in physical contact with that other person. As much as we'd hate to admit that that's the, like the most important part of our relationships. And maybe oxytocin, it is, or maybe man, it isn't, but. You
1: need the oxytocin stuff. The brain
0: drugs are hard to get over. So, I would say the don'ts, I'm just going to go ahead and say don't do any digital sex stuff because. It's just never going to be as good as you think it will be. So is this from personal experience? <laughs> I will not I will not say that it is or isn't. Um, I just wouldn't recommend that. And I would also say just, just be ready. Anticipate some negative feelings, some frustrations. Be ready to roll with it because you like this person. And it's tough to make a true evaluation as to whether things are working or not over long distance. So if you're going to be able to get back together again soon just try to stick it out.
1: Or if it's not working, it's not working. Guess what? There are probably other people who you could date who are closer to you in proximity. And proximity is probably the most important quality in any relationship, (laughs) in my opinion, (laughs) as I I sit next to Lydia on this couch. You also
0: have two different perspectives here, I think. One more favorable toward long distance relationships and one less favorable. I think it's different for everyone.
1: Well, this brings us to a similar question I think we could cover really quickly from an anonymous fan of our podcast, which has not been published yet, who asks, (laughs) in a world of smartphones and social media, how do you keep in touch with all the people you care about even when they are far away? Lydia, what tips do you have for how to keep in touch?
0: Man, well, I'm not a great person to ask about this because when distance comes into play, unless it's my close, personal, significant other, I tend to think, we're friends, right? We're friends. Everybody knows that we're friends. I don't need to text them every week for them to know that we're friends. And then that a week turns into months and then we haven't talked in a really long time. But I'm trying to get better at that. So we might be in a similar boat here, anonymous. And I would say just when you think about that person, you think, wow, maybe I should call, maybe I should call so-and-so, maybe I should text so-and-so. And you kind of have that decision like, yeah, I'm going to do it or nah, maybe later. Just always take that opportunity. Just anytime you think about it, say, you know what? No, I will call them. I will go see how they're doing because it's a little scary. I don't know. I'm a little scared of reaching out to people. And I don't know if you're talking about close personal friends or a wide circle of friends or family members, but I think it can be a little scary sometimes. But I've never... I've never encountered a situation where somebody's like, wow, I wish you hadn't called me. Like, usually because everybody's really happy. if they don't happy. want you to
1: call them, they just won't pick up.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> usually, they will tell
1: you that to your face. They usually people up. are
0: really happy to hear from you. So I, it's just doing it, right? Also,
1: you know who really, really, really wants you to call so bad? Hmm. Your grandma. She really wants you to call her so Oh my so god, bad. call your grandma. Call your grandma. Call That's your grandma. Call her. She will. It will make her weak. She will tell her friends at her exercise class, and the person at her grocery store, although hopefully she's not going to do those, do those things during social distancing, she will tell them, my granddaughter called me this week, and it's great. So first, call your grandma.
0: That's I a warm-up. Warm-up with your grandma.
1: I agree with you, Lydia, that it is sometimes scary and hard, and I think part of that is finding the right medium for you. So maybe you get afraid of calling people on the phone, as a lot of younger people do, but you can text. And that can be a good step, at least for people who also know how to text, which is maybe not your grandma. Maybe you hate texting and social media, and it's easiest if you just call them up. And maybe it's better if you schedule a time that works for both of you, but maybe you'll be less anxious if you just pick up the phone right now and just do it, and then they'll pick up or not. And when you hear their voice, you realize we're friends. We have this relationship. It's not that weird for me to call you. Um, I think another aspect with the social media is that you may feel caught up with someone because you saw their post and you know they're in this place or they did this, and so you kind of think you know, you're know, you not as curious about what they're doing and it kind of dampens the instinct to call them or talk to them directly. But I think that you should do that because, first of all, people post less about hard and sad and bad things, so you should still find those out um, by talking to them directly. And second of all, because that, like, building that conversation – And that back and forth is really important to a friendship Um, and you have to you have to meet people where they are so if you have a friend who isn't very good at that maybe you won't get to talk to them as often or you'll have to really remind them a lot but you can meet people where they are in terms of long-distance relationships and you can work your way up to being as good at it as my mom is who has probably 15 long-distance friendships that she's maintained over the last 30 years knowing they will never live in the same place again and she has weekly or bi-weekly calls that are an hour in length and I know she does it because when I would live at home I could hear her cackling from her room (laughs) as she's on the phone. She's a very loud laugh. I don't know if they were laughing too. Probably not. I have a plan for myself after college to have days of the week scheduled in for people so you know I'm going to call you every Tuesday if you're my Tuesday friend and that way It's only, you know, maybe one call a day, but I'm getting to keep up with people who really matter to me, who otherwise we're just going to put off the call. I think that's pretty good advice. And I say, I think it's interesting that you seem really pro long distance romantic relationship and at least less experienced or inclined at long distance friendships. And I personally am fairly experienced and inclined to long distance friendships and kind of against long distance romantic relationships.
0: So, yeah, just I, don't really know, I don't really know how to explain that. Uh, I say we take a break and deliver some news about the coronavirus. This week in the coronavirus, since this is a coronavirus-inspired podcast, and since we are broadcasting to you all in the time of social distancing, we decided to use this time in the middle of the podcast to deliver some PSAs. So I have some facts and news that may be of regional interest. Um, so we're coming to you live from... Virginia, the Williamsburg, state of Virginia. we in Williams- the College of William & Mary, but not at it. We were told to leave there and we have. So this, this will be news from James City County, which holds the Williamsburg area. On March
1: 16th, not sure when this will be published.
0: On March 16th at 4.30 p.m. So as of today, they, we have gone from 45 cases of coronavirus in Virginia to 51. And the top two counties happen to be tied with 10 cases each, James City County and Fairfax. So we are actually doing a good thing right now by social distancing as people who are living in James City County with the most coronavirus cases in Virginia.
1: And may I say, the most old people. (laughs) And we went to Trader Joe's today and saw so many old people in there and they clearly were not trying to keep their distance from us. I
0: had one lady try to kiss me. (laughs) is not true but it felt like that a lot lot of yeah a lot of you guys I feel like half the people are really worried about social distancing and half the people are like wow nobody's out let's go to the bar tonight and I assume that all of those people were young millennials who weren't really worried about the virus affecting them but our trip to the grocery store today would say otherwise half those people maybe even most of those people are, are elderly people who have no sense of context when it comes to this virus that is very dangerous to them
1: let me know why i saw two young women walking in nature separated by six feet
0: with (laughs) masks on
1: and then our mailman who i love and is very nice got out of the car to talk very closely to me and personally hand me a dog treat to give to my dog which was so nice of him but also he's so old and i was thinking what if he dies from coronavirus but at least i won't know it's my fault because he probably interacts with a lot of germy things but I did feel very bad about it.
0: So if there are any elders listening, please also practice social distancing. We are doing our part, but it doesn't matter if you don't do it as well. You are the reason we have to do
1: this. Please do
0: it. <laughs> please it's do for it. You. Please do it.
1: And today I will deliver to you a personal message from me to the coronavirus. Dear coronavirus, we know you want to travel. We all do. All youngins. We like to travel. You want to explore the world, meet new people, be intimate with many people. But please do not do that for the safety of others. We wish that you would take a chill pill because you are making things very unpleasant. Some people are trapped in one-bedroom apartments with their families,
0: and that is not cool. So why don't you chill out? Another question from our listeners? Listener Jack Morris wants to know, are we in a simulation. As and someone, yeah. I just want to say, I've taken one philosophy class, which I think means we're, so have you, we've both taken the same philosophy class, which let I let think. say, I've taken many philosophy <laughs> you classes. Have you really? Thank you. But we're, yes. We are not philosophy majors, but we have taken philosophy classes, which I think means we have the perfect amount of knowledge to answer this question confidently and incorrectly.
1: Well, let me say, I would source most of my knowledge not from my three to five philosophy classes that I've taken, depending on if you count some of them, but as my experience as someone who plays The Sims. (laughs) And on The Sims, they're able to play The Sims. Your Sims play The Sims. And who knows how deep that goes. So sometimes, you know, there's, like, theories online of, like, oh, you know that moment when you walk into a room and then you forget why you're going there? That's because the person playing you just deleted your action. Mm.
0: Well, I'm not sure I believe in the Sims theory of life simulation, but I do really like the idea... Well, I don't like it. Let me first say, I'm not fond of the idea that we're in a simulation. I feel like there's like two schools of thought, right? There's a school of thought where... If you could be put into a chamber where you dreamed your entire life was beautiful and wonderful, and you never left that chamber, but in your brain you were living the best life ever, is that real? Yeah. Does that matter? And or does would you
1: want to wake up? Yeah,
0: would you want to wake up? Would you want to be in that situation? I am uncomfortable with that situation, so I do not want it to be a simulation. Well, I feel like this
1: brings us to one of our most defining philosophical. Conundrums that we like to ask people to find out more about their inner life. Would you want to know? Yes. And should we give our way that we do that?
0: Yeah, because I, I, maybe that's even the better question because how are we ever, we're never going to know if we're in a simulation or not, or not in our lifetimes. But the more interesting question that we can answer right now is would you want to know? And let's
1: start with our basic scenario. So you have a beloved spouse who is in the military and dies tragically in an act saving someone else's life whatever you want it if you need to adjust that because you hate the military so much that you can't see that as heroic whatever you need to have to have a spouse who dies in a sad way and you love them and they were a good person in that sense now i your best friend find out that your spouse was cheating on you throughout your whole marriage with someone else And so, the point is, you can't divorce them or whatever because they're dead, so it doesn't really matter. So, it's just a metaphor for, do you want to know this thing that can only hurt you and not help you, but it's the truth, so do you still want to know it?
0: Yeah. I think the simulation thing fits well into that. So, we both, for the spouse, say yes, right? Is your answer different for the simulation? Well, I have to think about it. Yeah, and here's, here's the deal, right? Maybe we're in a simulation, maybe we're not. You can know the answer... But only you can know the answer. You can never tell anyone else. You can never do anything about it. You just get to live out the rest of your life knowing that it is in some way simulated. I'm
1: just so nosy and so <laughs> controlling that I need to know, but I'll say that, and then maybe if I find out, I'll regret that I know. Yeah, but
0: you would still need to I know. But I still would need to know. Actually, I'm going to change my answer because I I think to me... Also, if I don't if know nothing
1: if it bothers me that much that I'm in a simulation. Yeah,
0: league. I think that's where I am. Like, if things are gonna be the same. Yeah. Well, but I
1: I would still want to know, but I don't think it would bother me or trouble me as deeply as some people. It
0: wouldn't like end my world. I don't I'm like, that can I a still worldview. can I still eat this orange? Can I still enjoy eating this orange? And the answer is yes. So I think I'm okay. I guess
1: the one thing it comes to is like, do you then feel like your actions don't have consequences? I mean, so then do you turn into a horrible person?
0: Well, then there's your intro philosophy class, right? Determinism, not determinism. We're yeah. already there. We already have the, the forbidden fruit, so to speak.
1: So let's just go back to your military spouse. Do you still want to know about them?
0: I do. If it's a, if it's like a, like a quote-unquote real life thing, I want to know if my dead military spouse has cheated on me. I mean, maybe I do. I think I'm with you. I think maybe I want to know about the simulation. Maybe I don't, but I don't see I how it could matter. I need a more
1: concrete answer from you because what if I know that you are in a simulation? All right,
0: tell me that I'm in the simulation, but I don't think it will matter. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think the, the answer to your question, Jack, is that we don't know. Jack, uh. let <laughs> me get back
1: to you. I've been meaning to watch The Matrix for a while, but it's the kind of thing where... I tell myself I should watch it, but then if I ever see, like, the thing I could click on on Netflix, I'm like, ugh, just not now. (laughs) So I don't know how long it'll take for me to get back to you,
0: but let me get back to you after that. It also depends how you define simulation. It's a good, it's a good thought. It's a good thought-provoking, provoking provoking thought. I would say maybe work a little harder next time. I think a lot of people have had that thought, so try to come up with a better question. (laughs) That's so mean. (laughs) all right
1: well let's move on to an easier question for some of us who have nearly completed a chemistry degree but still don't do that well at chemistry jeopardy but that's okay (laughs) um anonymous
0: asks why is the sky blue um so i i know a really like Intense explanation for why the sky is blue. Can
1: I say I think I
0: should answer it first? That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say, do you want to try to answer this? Why do you, Bailey? Why do you think the sky is blue? I don't know the real answer. Just and, give me and what and you,
1: it doesn't. You, I feel like you're told it reflects the sea, and that's not true.
0: That's what Jenna said too. Oh. that's what our friend Jenna I said.
1: I was gonna go into something where it's like it just whatever color eyes you have, it matches that. And so you <laughs> think it's blue, but other people think it's brown. Uh huh. I would think it's about the way oxygen particles reflect light with how close they're spaced together, but I don't know.
0: That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's For not bad at all.
1: last, like, official science class was probably, like, in seventh grade.
0: No, you put together, like, some good... You put together... You know, like, there's light, and then there's molecules, and maybe it has something to do with the interaction of these, like, molecules. That's pretty much it. Um... Most of the atmosphere, where the blue stuff is, where we get the blue color, is nitrogen. It's okay. like 78% nitrogen.
1: Wow, I don't think nitrogen should
0: be blue. That does not. <laughs> so it, it seems kind of brown, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does seem brown. Well, it, it could be, like, for all intents and purposes, it could be oxygen. The explanation is the same. But a molecule has energy. It has different levels of energy. And light has energy. It has, each light wave has a specific amount of energy. That's why you see different colors with red and green and blue, is they're all different energy light waves. So we we can perceive these different energy light waves in the visible spectrum as different colors. And when, let me see, let me do this right. When the energy of the light wave matches the energy of the molecule, that color, that energy is absorbed. So nitrogen, in theory, not all molecules have the potential to absorb visible colors. Like, sometimes it's light outside of the visible range so we can't see. But nitrogen, in theory, absorbs in the UV, which is a light color that we can't see. So,
1: is there more nitrogen concentrated higher up, or why isn't the air blue?
0: I think the air's not blue because when you're looking up at the sky, you're seeing, like, all of the nitrogen stacked on top of each other whereas when you're looking through the air you're seeing like not that much nitrogen okay like you're just looking up through but so nitrogen absorbs in the uv which means it almost absorbs blue but it doesn't quite cuz blue is 400 nanometers and uv is like 300 nanometers so like they're very close it almost absorbs blue but not quite And there's this funny thing with molecules where if you get close to that energy level, but it doesn't quite make it there, then something else has gotta happen. It's like the energy has gone in, it's interacted with the molecule, but it's not gonna be fully absorbed. So what happens is the blue light scatters. And blue light scatters more efficiently than red light or green light or any of the other lights because it's closest to UV, which is absorbing. Um, And so the blue light scatters everywhere, and that's the thing that we see the most. And that's why we don't know what to tell our kids, because that is so
1: boring and complicated. We cannot remember it. And I I mean,
0: even at the end, you're like, well, what about this? And there's just more questions. Like, it just doesn't get, there's not a satisfying answer. We asked our professor, we were like, so what is scattering? And she was like, I don't know. I just have a PhD in chemistry. She was like, I don't know what light is. Nobody really knows what light is. We do kind of, somebody does. But here's what they say, if anybody tells you they understand quantum physics, they're lying. Good. They're lying I'm to you. I'm not lying, because I never said <laughs> I understood that. So, in case, the short answer is scattering. If your kids ask, just tell them, like, some light absorbs, some light scatters, blue light scatters in the sky. It has I that, has definitely nothing to do with could ocean. not, like,
1: even though I just heard it, say it back <laughs> in a coherent way, but I think that has to do with, like my lack of brain cells in
0: general in this time in my life. Yeah. Well also that's four years of chemistry degree, so that's fair. Okay, well that was a pretty straightforward question. I know I want to end on something spicy. I know. Okay, what do we have? What do we have? How do we feel about the ages of the contestants on the Bachelorette? This question comes from from Eileen, who I take it as a fellow Bachelorette fan. And for those of you who don't know, we just found out the new Bachelorette. What's her name? Her name is Claire Crawley. She's Claire 38 Crawley.
1: years old. She will be 39 during the time of filming, except for it's been canceled due to coronavirus. Yeah,
0: so we don't actually know when but this is going to happen. But we're just
1: going to go back to as if that didn't happen. This is a hypothetical. And so, if you look through the contestants online, you can see their pictures, little facts about them, their age. These
0: are the people that will be vying for Claire's heart. They're going to be competing for her rose. And I am not good at statistics, as most humans are not. From looking at this
1: list of men, I really have no idea the average age or anything like that because my brain just highlights certain things that I find more interesting than others. How old is Claire again? But Claire's 38, and these men are probably mostly between 26 and 34, maybe trending more towards late 20s than early 30s. Tell me, do
0: you know right now who's
1: the youngest man? I don't. Is there, like, 20? No, no, no. On her season? season right now. I don't know. But let me say, my first thought was to compare this to Ari's season. hmm And Ari was, I think, 36 when he was The Bachelor. And the women on his season were actually, if anything, some of them were older. Like, some of them were, like, mid-30s. But I think there was also a couple who were really young. So... Was Becca on our season? Because I yes. so, that's disgusting. Yes. Oh Young Becca, she's like what, twenty one? Yeah, Becca was very small. Um, so I guess I that was my first thought is like, how does that compare in terms of like? Yeah, because there's speakers. there's always
0: a strategy, right? They there's slightly different strategies for the men um, and for the women. Well, but
1: Claire has said that she is into younger men, mm-hmm. but then also I just feel like women are always more mature. So if you give her like a twenty, there's probably a reason. There's more twenty one year old women on the show than 21 year old men and Mm -hmm. that's probably like how hot they are with their fertile bodies but i would prefer to think it's because that women are more responsible and like more interested in a family which is like
0: purportedly they're more ready to get married the goal
1: of the show is to get married and people have to say i could see myself getting married to you right now in order to succeed on the show even
0: though the last several seasons that has not been a great outcome for us. And okay, may I make an argument? Yeah. I'm not a long time viewer of The Bachelor. I've just seen a couple seasons, but I feel like the people on The Bachelor have been getting younger and younger. Yeah, it didn't it used to be a show that was like, like for thirty people. 30-year-old people who are like, oh, I've tried dating, I'm tired of dating, I'm ready to get married. Like, they're at that 30-year-old panic mode. See, now... And now it's like 20 something I want to
1: talk about is Love is Blind, (laughs) which is my real recommendation for everyone who's quarantined, except for my parents, who just wouldn't like it that much. Please watch Love is Blind. It's so good, and it's so culturally relevant. Also, I just want to say that The Bachelor brings us together, and as someone who has never liked sports, I've never had that sense of community where you can just talk about something besides the weather with a stranger until The Bachelor, specifically our Uber ride in Miami <laughs> recently, in which our Uber driver brought up The Bachelor, and it was such a magical time to talk to someone about something so trivial that we both knew so well and were so passionate about. And it's it's kind of like showing your cards. like, You don't want it to be the first to admit that you watch The Bachelor. Yeah, you don't want to say, you, hey, anybody if, here watched The Bachelor? If you also... Whole, you probably try to tell yourself that you watch it in an ironic way, so you're not a horrible person for supporting it. But we're right. all
0: horrible people. But, but
1: we we are, of course. It's not fully ironic. Like <laughs> we, of course, we love it. But you like you don't want to also say that it's ironic if you're just talking to someone who watches it non-ironically. They can miss you don't out. Say you watch it at all to most people who think you are dumb for watching it. Which you are, because there's a study that shows you lose 100 brain cells for every episode you watch. <laughs> That's horrible. I okay, that
0: Bailey, here's an idea. So today we're spoofing Dear Hank and John. Yeah. Maybe we should just start a Bachelor podcast and do one of those. Oh
1: man, do you see my level of passion rise just when like talk about this subject?
0: Every day of the week we'll just do a different um, podcast spinoff.
1: But let me just say to all you people who are hesitant to watch The Bachelor, just try it. If you try it in a group of people who like it, you'll probably get hooked I'm not saying that's for the best, but it is fun, and it is a good sense of community. And, you know, Lydia was talking about a way to sustain a relationship where you're both busy, specifically long distance, is to have a scheduled event. You know, we watch a movie oh every my week, god! And let me say that in our friend group oh my god. we all get together is by watching The Bachelor every week, and that is how we keep people accountable to hang out, even though we have work to do. So... We're gonna have to do it. Let me suggest The Bachelor as a form of community. Although the only content we're getting right now is that one show
0: that's like a music. Oh, spin-off. yeah, they're doing a spinoff right now. Well, I, I just want to say, like, I think the people are getting younger. I mean, maybe it's because of Claire's season, but I also think they've found out that younger people cause more drama. And Which so is they're just more like, let's more just of point of cast show. younger people. That's fair. And also, maybe
1: younger people don't have steady jobs and then they can just leave them.
0: Yeah, maybe younger people are easier to find. Yeah. Well, wow. And hotter. Um, Bailey, do we want to start with the news from Animal Crossing and Leo? We do. Can you okay. give us the
1: news from Animal Crossing and maybe fill us in so, on what that is
0: for people who don't know? The news from different things is a niche subject. News from a niche subject that we care about and a subgroup of people care about, but most people on the street would not care about. My thing right now is Animal Crossing, which is a life simulation game in which you move to an island... You start your life on the island. You have neighbor villagers. The newest installment in the series comes out this Friday in four days. And that's my news today. It's four days until a new Animal Crossing. Let me tell you, this Animal Crossing game is unprecedented. Until now, you had very little control over your town. You could make friends, you could go fishing, you could make money, but you could not decide where things were. You couldn't decide what your island looked like. People, people came up with like all sorts of hacks around it. They would like lay down patterns on the ground that looks like bricks so that they could have paths. But there's all sorts of problems. This Animal Crossing, they have leaned the heck in and they've given us all the design features. They've given us all the power. It's like God mode and I'm so excited.
1: How excited are you on a scale of 1 to 10? Ten? 10. A 10.
0: I've been thinking about this like every day for literally 3 months. For 3 months.
1: This is an important time for you.
0: So it's a good week for news for Animal Crossing.
1: So my news is news from Leo, who is my son. He is a nine-month-old lab mix. Emphasis on the mix. He's beautiful. And he is currently curled up next to me while we are recording this. Um, and similar to Animal Crossing there has been a long history, a nine month history in my case of news of this topic. And I don't know how to catch you all up, but I'll just say that for an otherwise, I can't even say otherwise healthy, but for a, such a young and mixed breed dog, he has more medical problems than anyone I know, including my elderly relatives. Anyone the vet knows the vet always tells me that this is the most unlucky dog they've ever met. I'm pretty sure they think that I have Munchausen's by proxy and I'm poisoning him. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I wonder if that's true, somehow. In addition to his prior diagnoses of parvovirus and hip dysplasia, he was recently diagnosed with pancreatitis, which they said they usually only see in old and overweight dogs. He's very slim and, like I said, nine months old. He's very slim. Um, and so what that means for him is he has to go on a special prescription diet, which is so expensive. Link to my GoFundMe below. And also, he is really not supposed to have any dietary indiscretions, um, which in his case is just eating stuff off the road. And since we live in a college town, there's usually a lot of fun stuff to eat, like chicken bones,
0: or like Wawa, I love that the name for eating things you're not supposed to in, like, dog world is called a dietary indiscretion. And I resent that, because I think that they think that I'm feeding him <laughs> it's off so my funny. plate.
1: To be fair, I fed him so much peanut butter, which is his favorite food in the world. Probably. And that probably was a large contributor to this condition, but since he was... Literally six weeks old. He's loved it more than anything. He screams if he smells it and doesn't get it. He has a very strong reaction to it. I feel bad even saying the word right now because he knows what it means. But so his big news for the week is that now he has to wear a cage muzzle on our walks so that he won't eat things. But normally, when people wear a cage or when dogs wear a cage muzzle, it's associated with dogs who are very violent and aggressive, even though a lot of dogs don't wear it for that reason. So I just feel bad because. People used to want to pet him and think he's so cute, and now they just think I have like a crazy Do people dangerous really, dog.
0: People I really not want to pet him to anymore pet
1: him since he's been wearing it. Oh no! And the worst part is he hates it so much. He spends the entire walk trying to rub it off, <laughs> and just like he rubs up against hedges, and then the strap that's in the middle gets caught over one of his eyes. Um, and then he also doesn't understand why he cannot eat stuff with it on, so he just like goes up to something really fun to eat and like tries to eat it and can't. So, it's very sad for him, um, and I thought you would appreciate that I'm home all the time with social distancing, but... It's like Bane. I do not notice that from him. Like Bane. Yeah, there's a lot of good Bane jokes in there, because it looks very similar to Bane's mind. <laughs> Alright, should we thank our sponsors?
0: Yeah, so we'd like to thank our sponsors so this for podcast this video.
1: Today was brought to you by Anxiety
0: About the Future anxiety about the future it's always there and we don't know how to get rid of it if we knew we'd tell you uh this podcast was also brought to you by young people on the bachelor they're on the bachelor
1: more than ever these days and you too could be a contestant by going to abc.com slash whatever the link is to sign up we encourage you to do so this podcast was also brought to you by kissinger the long distance (laughs) kissing app so that you can have the direct feeling of your partner's lips on whatever body part you choose
0: (laughs) and this podcast was brought to you by calling your grandma call your grandma she'll cry about it pause the podcast and call your grandma call your grandma we should
1: thank our producers
0: yeah thanks to our producers um bailey and lydia
1: it's us they're not great at editing but they do it Thank you to everyone who submitted a question All our fans out there We appreciate you, we're thinking of you Please send in more Um, And thank you to all our listeners Thanks
0: mom Thanks mom (laughs) We can't remember what Hank and John do at the end So we might have to develop this ourselves Uh, Keep that distance Six feet from others We appreciate you all Good night